بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم السلام علیکم و رحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ پیس اینڈ بلیسنگز آف اللہ بی اپون یو ویلکم ٹو انادر ایڈیشن آف دی ڈرائیو ٹائم شو ہے آن دا وائس آف اسلام ریڈیو ٹو ڈے از ٹیوز ڈے دی تھرٹینتھ آف فیبروری ٹوینٹی ٹوینٹی فور ود مائی صاحب شرجیل احمد اینڈ here along with me in the studio assalamu alaikum peace be upon you and uh, good afternoon wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh auz billahi minash shaitanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim in the name of allah the most gracious ever merciful um i think i'm i'm first time i'm presenting um uh, wedding show together <laughs> yeah, so probably, looking yeah. forward to to sh- show with you um inshallah by the grace of allah um i think um we have very uh, current and interesting topic um Uh, in the first hour we'll be talking about yeah. uh, energy drinks should they be banned for children um i mean uh, in today's day and age um, children are like they're obsessed with the you know with energy yeah. drinks and uh, yeah, you know they, yeah. sodas and uh, especially the junk food overall um yeah we'll be looking into into uh, what are the you know harms of energy drinks and should it be banned or not um we're taking over experts as well uh, on on the calls and in the, in the second hour we'll be discussing mm. about the radio yeah uh, it's a radio day um, as well um, which is marked by uh, united nations 13th february as uh, so a worldwide radio day so we'll be discussing about radio um, how it's con- how it connects people all around the world mm. and um, yeah so <laughs> right now we're talking um, also Uh, talking to our listeners through radio, through so radio it's going well. to be uh, uh, interesting. I mean, one. It's, it's going to be an interesting topic as well, mm-hmm. like you said, because you know we we are we are on the radio. We're talking to people around the world, mm-hmm. and uh, how how it connects with people around the world as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't have act- access to 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 electricity in a sense of they don't have access to to satellite dishes, yeah. to the TVs, and these kind of things, but. they do have access to radio mm. and you can get your message across to radio as well mm. um of course you know we also know that before the tv came along mm-hmm. they they you know there there was the radio there was no there was no tv mm-hmm. before that and the way to connect to way the way to get the message across was via radio so it was a breakthrough when it comes to the a, a new technology but of course we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on as well but right now like you mentioned we're going to be talking about energy drinks should they be banned should you know should children uh, should it should they be banned for the children especially and like you mentioned it's something which uh, which has become a a sort of a sort of a trend because there are so many different types of energy drinks available now that children are can get access to very quickly very easily as well and i think is yeah. important thing is that you know children uh, even adults they don't know the harms of these kind of energy yeah, drinks that's uh, true. That's how true. much they ca- carry the co- um, you know caffeine uh, sugar levels and uh, is it bad for your health or good for your health uh, generally there's not very much you know awareness especially in adolescents and children so i think this this makes it more dangerous mm. that's true mm-hmm. that's true if you don't know what you're what you're consuming mm-hmm. and you're doing it over and over again then it can be quite detrimental for your health as well mm-hmm. especially for the youngsters when they need the nutrition to 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 grow um but obviously if there's a hindrance in that then there will be deficiencies in their in their bloodstream there will mm-hmm. be deficiencies in their in their in the overall health as well when it comes to you know adults most adults will consume a, a daily dose of caffeine mm-hmm. and it can come on different forms such as a cup of tea 
can be from uh, from coffee or from carbonated beverages as well. And we also know that we need to be mindful of how much caffeine is consumed by children. That's quite concerning because mm-hmm. children are not allowed to go to the shop or go to a to go to a cafe and buy ca- buy buy coffee. They they're not allowed to do that unless if they unless if you know an adult buys it for them as well. And we never let a child under our care chug eighteen sort of eighteen drinks, eighteen you know colas mm-hmm. back to back. But this amount of caffeine can be found in just 500 milliliters wow. of some of the most potent energy drinks as well. Wow, so, so that 500 milliliters caffeine just in you know 10 uh, yeah. cans of um, energy drink. That's a lot for especially for adolescents and children. It, it and is. many of us don't know what we are drinking. So it's really alarming situation. Yeah. According to a 2010 article in the uh, Canadian Medical Association uh, journal, the targeted um adverse of energy drinks towards young audiences exactly what is unwittingly allow us to um allow this irresponsible level of caffeine consumption in children and it's something that needs to be addressed um i mean yeah, we does. we find on you know different um uh, social media platform on tv and that uh, the ads did kind of glorify these kind of drinks yeah and uh, you know um, somehow then when something is glorified then we don't look for this bad you know bad aspect so of it, it yeah. so i think this is uh, this needs to be stopped and uh, i remember uh, in late 90s um when uh, uh, when far less people used to smoke so they kind of you know um uh, advertised cigarette as a symbol of fashion so if you smoke cigarette it's, it's a kind of symbol of fashion mm. and also in women because they target specifically women that if woman is you know uh smoking uh, she kind of is is a, a part of fashion yeah. so through that they they basically glamorize smoking and through that they boosted their sale and this is what exactly happening nowadays for energy drinks as well mm. it's very yeah, it's, it's true mm. it's true mm. and also when it comes to when it comes to these because when you you mentioned social media as well mm. and social media has is a vital role when it comes to propagating any sort of information it could be the right information could be well credited information but also misinformation can also be spread far and wide in uh, through social media and when it comes to these celebrities or these people who have influence in social media when they come together and they make their own brands hmm. of uh of of you know energy drinks of all of these carbonated beverages and all of these things then that is when the youngsters get influenced by that as well they say oh our you know someone a celebrity who be like an influencer who we like a youtuber a tiktoker this or that someone on instagram who they follow and they like that person oh they've made or they they've made a a collaboration with a energy drink or something like that and then they say you know we have to have this we have to drink this and with all the different flavors that they have as well and obviously the youngsters they don't really look at the disadvantages of that but they just go out there they buy it they consume it they have it and uh, it becomes quite detrimental for them mm. but then they don't realize until mm. it's too late um yeah we have a poll um here on anything uh, so the uh, our social media team asked um on social media how often do you drink energy drinks so 0% said uh, frequently which is a good news um mm-hmm. 13% said occasionally 
33% said really and 53% said never. Yeah. Um, so uh, 33% said really and 13% said occasionally. Uh, but definitely, I think the point you're mentioning is that, uh, you know, sometimes when we see um, over idols, over, over celebrities, you know, yeah. when they they have their own brand and, you know, when young children, especially they saw that their idol, their their celeb- uh, their personal personality yeah they are uh, you know advertising these kind of rings and then uh, they you know they just don't look towards the harm and they just yeah. stay by with but in islam you know um, there was a very beautiful hadith of the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah be upon him it says that kullukum ra'in wa kullukum masuna that every one of you is is a shepherd and he yeah. is responsible uh, about his shepherd or he is responsible about his uh, duties so I think parents and all of us, um, uh, you know, uh, whether it's, um, you know, um, football uh, personalities, whether anyone who are promoting this kind of drink, they should be, cons- they should consider that, uh, you know, uh, are we basically benefiting the people mm. or uh, are we just uh, earning the money? Yeah, it's very exactly, m- exactly. No, that that's uh, that's exactly what uh, what we want to talk about as well mm. because most uh, most recently or more recently experts in the UK have called for urgent government action against uh, you know after after a new and comprehensive review in the public health journal has outlined a wide array of risks which are associated with young children consuming energy drinks and that's why it becomes very very much important for us to look at our youngsters to make sure that they're not you know, to make sure what they're consuming, hmm. make sure they have a healthy diet as well. Because in Islam, as Muslims, we are taught to enjoy all the things which are lawful. And we need to make sure that we have those things in moderation. As Allah the Almighty states in the Holy Quran in chapter 7, verse 32, that, O children of Adam, look to your, look, uh, look to your adornment at every time and place of worship, and eat and drink, but exceed not the bounds. Surely, he does not love those who exceed the bounds. Now, this verse tells us that it's not just about it's not just about we're allowed to eat or drink all those things which are, you know, which are lawful for us. But we should eat and drink those things. We should consume those things in moderation. Too much of everything is is harmful for us. If we have too much vegetables, that can be harmful for us. If we have too many meat product or you know too too much meat inside us that can be harmful for us if we keep the balance then that will be good for us now we're not saying that energy drinks or consuming caffeine should be unlawful we're not saying that what we're saying is there should be moderation mm. you know if we have a cup of tea a cup of tea could be needed at sometimes mm. a cup of coffee could be needed at sometimes so but obviously if you have three or four or five cups of coffee every single day that's going to be harmful for you isn't it so these are some things to actually look into. It's not just about consuming whatever you want and you know going about with your daily lives, but keeping sure that the moderation is there as well. We've got uh, a guest that we're going to be speaking to who's on the line with us, Priya too, who's a specialist dietitian from Dietitian UK. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you, and welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Priya, can you tell us a little bit about the British Dietetic Association and some of the work that you do? Uh, yes, yeah, so the British Dietetic Association is the body that looks after dietitians in the United Kingdom and does lots of work. 
in terms of working with food companies and promoting really great balanced evidence-based nutrition messages and that's also what I do as a private dietitian in my business dietitian UK. Hmm. Now we're talking about energy drinks as well especially when it comes to when youngsters consume that as well how what are some of the dangers of consuming energy drinks? Well often these energy drinks are high in sugar they can also contain caffeine and have added legal stimulants such as taurine and L-carnitine, for example. Mm. And, you know, these are marketed to help improve alertness and attention um, and increase energy, of course. But they can also increase blood pressure, heart rate, your breathing rate. And there can be risks such as an irregular heartbeat. They can increase anxiety. They can cause dehydration and also insomnia, so stopping people from sleeping. Right. Hmm. Um, Priya, um, what are the, uh, you know, um, some say long-term effects that energy drinks can have on children? And do you think they, they should be banned? Well, in terms of long-term effects, we know that caffeine can interfere with the absorption of calcium. And calcium is really important for children. They need to be laying down calcium in their bones. So potentially by drinking energy drinks over something like milk, for example, they're not going to be getting enough calcium laid down in their bones and that's going to affect their bone health long term. Mm -hmm. They can also be linked to poor diets. They can be displacing other things that children could be eating or drinking. And generally we find that children who are having more energy drinks are eating more fast food. So overall their diet isn't as well balanced as it could be. Mm -hmm. In terms of do I think they should be banned, I definitely think that there should be some regulation around this. We need some really tight regulations. Ones that have got caffeine should not be being sold to children at all. Most energy drinks are very high in sugar, which isn't something that children need more of in a drink in their diet. So I definitely think we need tighter regulation over why they're being sold, who they're being sold to, um, and who's buying them. All right. Um, Priya, um what advice would you give to our listeners who are trying to improve their diet and cut out energy drinks? I would suggest replacing that energy drink with something else that you enjoy. So, you know, finding a, a squash, for example, that you like. So you don't want to cut the energy drink out and not replace it with something. You still want to be hydrating. If you're worried about your energy levels overall and that's why you're taking the drink, then really focusing in on having a balanced diet is important here. So mm -hmm. we get our energy mainly from carbohydrates. So that's things like our bread, our rice, our pasta, our potatoes, our flour, for example. Mm -hmm. And if you can make sure that you have got some carbohydrates, starchy carbohydrates or whole grains at every meal, then that's going to help you get a steadier amount of energy throughout your day rather than having this sharp increase from your energy drink and then potentially this fall down in energy levels afterwards. Hmm. Interesting. 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 Um, Priya, uh, um, when we see advertising of these kind of uh, drinks, uh, they advertise that if, you, you know, uh, if you're playing for two hours, uh, like football, you say, and you, if you have one, this one drink and then you will you can play you know more than two hours so uh, they are kind of you know glorify these kind of things drinks and uh, 
um, children, um, they also tend to, you know, uh, tend to basically drink these, uh, uh, drink a lot. So how can you uh, tell the specifically the children that the harms of these kind of uh, drinks? I think it's important that this type of messaging is put out in schools and also mm. in sports associations as well. Um, you know, there are sports drinks that are different to energy drinks. There's two different types of drinks there. Okay. And for some people who are doing large amounts of exercise, those sports drinks can be useful. Mm -hmm. But also having something like squash is going to be fine as well. So it's really giving children different options and maybe explaining to them some of the risks around it. We've also got some lovely research that um, came out a few years ago that suggests that if you want to replenish your stores and your energy and help your muscles after exercise, then chocolate milk is a really great thing to be drinking, showing okay. us the benefits mm. of milk consumption. So I think <laughs> it's how we portray this information to children. So how chocolate after your exercise? Either, well, I'd probably <laughs> go for something cold. You probably don't want a hot drink straight afterwards. <laughs> But it just shows, doesn't it? It doesn't have to be an energy drink. There's plenty of other ways that we can um, replenish our stores after we've done some exercise. Priya, you mentioned uh, milk uh, can be, can be consumed as well. Um, what about is there something such as uh, when when children have tea and you put a lot of milk in that? Is that also okay for children? I would be a little bit cautious with tea because that also has caffeine in right. and we don't want children to be having too much caffeine. So I would stick to maybe just that once a day um, and not be having any more than that. Mm. Um, so no, I wouldn't use that in place of an energy drink. But um, I have six children and some of them really like fruit tea. They'll mm. have like a mango flavoured tea or a raspberry flavoured tea and they enjoy that and that doesn't have any extra sugar, it doesn't have any caffeine in it. Mm, that's great, that's um, wonderful. Uh, Pri, is, is there any specific age when one can uh, start having uh, caffeine like coffee or tea and this kind of like drink? Is there any specific age? I'm not sure if there's any specific age, but mm. I would definitely wait until you've got a child who's maybe in their teenage years before you start giving them caffeine. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you so much, Priya, for for your expertise on that. Thank you so much. Thank Once you. again, and have a lovely day. Peace be upon you. So that was uh, that was Priya too, who's a specialist dietitian from Dietitian UK, giving us some good advice mm -hmm. in regards to just uh, this important topic, isn't it? And it's something which uh, maybe our our listener could benefit from that as well, because when when we talk about energy drinks. There's, we have to be mindful as well that there's different types of, mm. of, of drinks. Mm. It's not yeah. just energy drinks and mm -hmm. that's it, but there's sports drinks and the squash, maybe you can mm -hmm. uh, replace that with. So there's a lot of different things that you can... Mm. I um, think Priya, she mentioned very good. She mentions a very good point that, uh, you know, uh, sometimes it's hard to just, uh, you know, totally abandon a thing. Uh, mm. Sometimes you have to replace it. You have to replace it. So she, yeah. she, I think, mentions that you can replace the drink with squash you know uh, these type of drink which is uh, uh, which are you can you know you, when you have the urge you can just drink it and similarly uh, they are far less harmful far less harmful than exactly than yeah. and they do the same thing as well absolutely. they'll give you the energy absolutely uh, absolutely so w w when it comes to energy drinks we need to be mindful because there are a lot of negative health implications of these uh, energy drinks as well when it, especially when it comes to young people now the global energy drink market is 
is actually quite huge. It's a massive one that continues to grow year on year. And like I mentioned, there's a lot of different <coughs> before, like couple of, a couple of decades ago, there was only there only used to be a few energy drinks because they were getting introduced and they were coming into the market. But now you have a lot of different energy drinks. Uh, you have expensive ones. You have cheaper ones as well. And then you have different ones which have been introduced by or made by you know by the celebrities themselves. Now there's a lot of different there's a, a lot of different uh, variety in the market. So I think you, you can see that this used to be have two or three energizers. Now there are several brands. So several you can brands. see that you know they're growing. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, it, it is sad that. Um, some of the latest figure from the UK in yeah. 2022 showed that the British market for energy and sports drink generated a revenue of around three billion pound, yeah. which equal uh, which equals approximately a 47 pound per capita. Yeah. So it's a huge. And I got That's another. Yeah. I got another another stat, uh, which says that uh, according to a report by Grandview Research, the global energy drinks market uh, size was valued at uh, a 61.4 billion dollar in 2022, and is expanding growth uh, at a compound annual growth at the rate of 7.1 percent from 2021 to 2028. So its growth is a 7.1 person and the global market of these kind of energy drinks is yeah. 61.3 billion dollar so you can see uh, that how much uh, people and children are there consuming these kind of drinks so that really shows and picture the the whole scenario exactly and one of the one of the lead authors of one of the studies which you mentioned as well Amelia Lake which is a professor of public health nutrition from Fuse which is the Center for Translational Research in Public Health at Teesside University, said that energy drinks are marketed to children and young people as a way to improve energy and performance. But our findings suggest that they are actually doing more harm than good. And this is from the actual, you know, the, the health nutrition, uh, nutritional sort of expert who looks at this in, as well. She also said that we have raised concerns about the health impacts of these of these drinks for the best part of a decade after finding that they were being sold to children as young as 10 years old for as little as Goodness. 25p. Okay. And that is cheaper than bottled water. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, isn't it? It's, not, it's, it's the same when it, comes to, when it comes to food as well. Because the junk food, if you look at it, it's, it's targeted to the youngsters. Mm. It's targeted to the children. It's targeted to the young people, and it's being sold much cheaper than the healthy foods. If you go outside, if you go to the supermarket and buy, try to buy healthy foods, that would be more expensive than buying, you know, tinned food or canned food or something which is pre-made. You just mm-hmm. have to put it in the microwave, and it's made. Or if you go to a fast food restaurant, you could get something for three, four pounds, maybe five pounds. You could get a whole meal for five pounds, but you can't get a whole meal which you have to buy. You have to make. You have to, you know, put in the effort of making whatever you want to make and then eating it, consuming it. That mm. obviously takes much longer and it's more expensive as well. So when it comes to food, it's the same thing when it comes to these energy drinks. Mm. Yeah. I just want to quickly comment on, on the point which uh, I think uh, Amelia Lake, uh, she made that 
uh, our findings suggest that they are actually doing more harm than good. Yeah. And ex- exactly what's the Holy Quran? I think this reminds me of the verse of the Holy Quran in yeah. which Allah the Almighty says, Yes, Aluna Kanil Khambr wal Maisir Kul Fihima Ismun Kabir wa Manafi Ulinas wa Ismuhuma Akbaru min Nafihima. So uh, Allah the Almighty um, says when man, and mentioning the cause of uh, why God Almighty prohibited the alcohol and the gambling mm. says they ask thee concerning wine and the game of hazard say in both there are great sin and also some advantages for man but their sin their harm is greater than their advantage mm. I think this is the really the, yeah. the cornerstone or t- t- zone of, of uh, how you can uh, decide which thing is good for you and which things is bad so God Almighty have given us the precise rule that if some things uh, harm is greater than their advantage then you should leave then you should thing. leave that thing so in, in the energy drinks I think uh, their, their harm is uh, far greater than their advantages yeah. so this is the point which I want to make quickly I mean I think that's mm-hmm. a very that's a very good and very valid point because like you mentioned mm-hmm. the Holy Quran Allah the Almighty has mentioned in the Holy Quran the criteria for mm-hmm. us to judge mm-hmm. something if you know, not everything has disadvantages. Obviously, there are advantages in things as well. Mm. Even in poison, there's advantages yeah. because you can make medicines from them. Mm. But if we're consuming something which, which we can literally see and research tells us that you know the d- disadvantages are much more, they outweigh their advantages. Then you know, the best thing for us to do is to leave that thing. Now, obviously, it's important for us to make sure how we leave something. If we're consuming something for such a long time or if we're used to something, if we're used to having something, it can be difficult to leave it all of a sudden. And this is why our previous guest said that, Priya, she said that, you know, it might be that might be difficult, but obviously you can replace that with something. And when you replace that with something such as squash or some other juice or a light beverage, maybe some, uh, some, uh, some, uh, some chocolate powdered milk, that can be quite beneficial as well, isn't it? <laughs> much more, much, much better than uh, than the energy drinks. Let's uh, let's speak to our next guest, who's on the line with us. Charlotte Radcliffe is an award-winning registered nutritionist. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Peace be upon you, and welcome. Good afternoon. Thank you very much. Pleased to be here. Thank you so much for for joining us, Charlotte. Can you tell us a little bit about the work that you do and your and your role in that as well? Yeah, of course. So I'm a registered nutritionist, as you said, and I run a nutrition consultancy business, the Nutrition Consultant, which ultimately specialises in nutrition services for food brands across Mm. the retail, manufacturer and hospitality sectors. Um, And I also work with many charity organisations and local communities um, and particularly with families. That's great. So obviously you you look at different families and how they... (laughs) Uh, you know the upbringing, the, the nutrition, the development as well. And I just want to ask you, when it comes to consuming energy drinks, especially when youngsters, young people, adolescents, when they consume energy drinks, how can that affect their? How can that affect their development? And obviously later on in their life as well. Yeah, I think, I think to, to a lot of people, energy drinks can appear to be similar to other soft drinks. I think sometimes there's a blurred line because. Hmm. It's not always the understanding that energy drinks do contain high, um, contain lots of caffeine in, in a, a lot of cases. And there is sufficient evidence to suggest that energy drinks can have a detrimental impact on the health and well-being of young people mm. if consumed regularly and excessively. And that's the key point here, right. because we're not talking about consuming these drinks in isolation 
Um, it is the problems really are when they are consumed in excess. And there's a right. lot of different impacts that range from both physical and mental and behavioural issues. So from a physical perspective, a high consumption of energy drinks can contribute to a range of symptoms. Um, and Priya mentioned um, a few earlier, but you know things like headaches and stomach aches gastrointestinal um, disturbances, heart rhythm problems, high blood pressure. Um, but it can also have severe impacts on sleep as well. And bearing in mind, this is a crucial stage for brain development and sleep is so, so important with this. Mm. I think from a mental health perspective um, and the, the new research that you uh, mentioned previously has really brought this even more to life and um, it's kind of provided even more evidence than we ever had before and this is really showing that the, you know impacts such as anxiety and depression severe stress adhd symptoms um, and greater emotional difficulties in general and obviously a lot of people within this age demographic will be struggling with emotional difficulties anyway so this really does heighten it and i think the, the other impact and you know particularly when we're talking about you know because a lot of these are short term but they they have long-term effects and behavior um can really um kind of impede the, the quality of future life in you know potentially the researchers have found that a high consumption is also linked to a higher risk of unhealthy lifestyle habits so these include things like smoking alcohol use, vaping, um, mm. and then from, from a school perspective, also increased risk or increased incident of truancy and bullying and poor academic performance overall. And I know there's a lot of teacher unions have spoken out about this over recent years about, you know, how the role of energy drinks can play in poor pupil behavior. And this then presents a barrier to learning. Hmm. Um, Shall uh, you know these kind of drink energy drinks? They contain lots of uh, caffeine uh, within themselves, and caffeine is a chemical, if I'm not wrong, which is kind of addictive. If you don't have it, it can gives you headache and stuff like that. So, if teenagers they are drinking these kind of drinks, and if they want to stop, or uh, you know, uh, also you said that um, uh, continue an excessive drinking of these kind of drinks can lead to other problems with a bigger problem as well. So um, if someone is wanting to, you know, uh, wanting to um, wanted to improve their diet, <laughs> uh, what advice do you give to them? Yeah, I, I think that for the people that are consuming energy drinks to excess, um, I, I would question the reason for the need of them. And obviously, you know, you've alluded to the fact that there's a lot of peer pressure and the marketing and advertising and influencers can have a real impact on this but hmm. I, I i guess we need to dig a bit deeper hmm. and also look at you know is it genuinely to give energy because mm-hmm. obviously you know i think with energy drinks also has that positive slant because mm-hmm. if something gives you energy that's often seen as a good thing so i think there's a lot of confusion around this area um but if if young people are consuming these drinks in order to get energy i would question why that is because sometimes there's wider 
um, reason behind it. You know, feeling lethargic, as an example, could be down to an inadequate intake of essential nutrients such as iron, such as vitamin B12 or vitamin D, as well as not eating enough in general. So mm. I know it probably sounds quite boring to um, some people, particularly young people, mm. but that balanced, varied diet is so, so important in order for us to get those essential vitamins and minerals and nutrients in general. Mm. Uh, um, definitely we, we um, have this topic that uh, should energy drink banned for children or not. So what's your take on banning energy drinks for children? Yeah, I think whilst I believe these drinks have a place in the wider drinks market, I do think from a personal perspective that they should be banned for under 16s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's also, you know, talk about potential under 18s as well. I, I genuinely don't think that there is enough being done to protect young people from the effect of high consumption. There are warnings already on some of these drinks. So on the back of the can, it will say something like not recommended for children or for the variants that do contain high caffeine, it will say high caffeine. But these are very small print. They're very um, hidden away. So we we do need to act. And like I said before, it's, it's about this excess that's the problem because one small can may be okay in terms of food safety but the government's own consultation noted that a quarter of children who consume energy drinks will have three or more in one sitting and that's mm-hmm. a massive mm-hmm. amount wow. and other countries have you know started to put regulations in place but i think we also need to um not lose sight of the fact that young people in the uk are among the highest consumers of energy drinks in Europe. So although we have a lot of research, there are limitations to some of this research because obviously there are ethical issues relating to carrying out research on children. You know, it's not as simple, you know, to be able to give caffeine to children to monitor the effect. Um, that clearly is, it wouldn't be a, an ethical thing to do. But we do have enough evidence to demonstrate we have a problem. And I do think that it would be in the best interest of young people and their parents and their teachers um, to to really put some regulations in place. And I, I think also we, we often speak about regulations in terms of the sale of these items mm-hmm. and UK supermarkets um, have already put a voluntary ban in place. But it's those corner shops, those local convenience stores, vending machines that that really we need to look at and having that level playing field. Hmm. But I think also, sorry, also um, just about, it's about the sale, but it's also about advertising and the price. And you, you mentioned that you could get energy drinks for a pound and, you know, children as young as 10 are consuming these. So hmm. we do need to look at it from a sale perspective, but also from an advertising and a price perspective as well. Wonderful. Um, Charlotte, what alternatives could people reach for instead uh, of energy drinks? Um, well, of course, as a nutritionist, I've got to say plain water. That is the <laughs> best way to stay hydrated. Really, yeah. However, I do appreciate it's not always the most popular with young people. So other options, um, like Priya said, um, would include milk, uh, fruit juice, but sticking to the recommended daily 
um, amount of 150 mils a day. There are other energy drinks that are low in sugar and low in caffeine. So although I wouldn't advise people to necessarily start um, mm-hmm. consuming energy drinks, they could be um, a way to limit consumption if already consuming a lot already. Um, but also drinks like um, smoothies, coconut water, um, or even making a sports drink at home. So, so this would be something like a diluted squash with a very small amount of salt and or sugar if needed. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, there's, there's, there's a few options. And I think it's, it's also about trial and error about, you know, because it's not just about the functional reason of why we drink, but also taste is, you know, a key element of that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Charlotte, thank you so much for, for joining us this afternoon, telling us and enlightening us with your expertise as well. Thank you so much you're, once again. You're very welcome. Many thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Peace be upon you. Now that was uh, that was Charlotte from uh, Sh- Charlotte Radcliffe, who's an award-winning registered nutritionist, as well, which you know gave us a lot of uh, information in regards to this. She mentioned that there are uh, there are uh, different supermarkets who have voluntarily agreed to mm. to 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 sell these energy drinks to you know to 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 children. Mm. However, there's no there's no sort of uh, legal policy or legal mm-hmm. law mm-hmm. that tells them that you know this is this is law such as cigarettes or alcohol mm-hmm. which it, it's against the law to sell them mm-hmm. to under 18 year olds um and under 21 year olds in different countries mm-hmm. but when it comes to energy drinks then you know they mm-hmm. if they want to they can it's up to, it's up to them but that's where i think you know different policies should come in uh, should come in play and uh, with with these regulations in place, then you know something can be done, isn't it? It will be Absolutely. better. It will be better than nothing. Yeah, I think Shishi mentioned that simple water is the is the best thing to have. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yes. But sometimes you do need, for example, you know, squash or something like that. So you can have those kind of. But, but I think uh, the simple water is the best. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, many large UK supermarkets subsequently agreed to ban the sale of uh, energy drinks. Yeah. As uh, Charlotte mentioned as well. Uh, to children however this isn't a legal you know legally uh, binding policy as there is still no law uh, law prohibiting children buying such beverages so previously uh, research had also found that up to a third of children in the uk consume uh, caffeinated energy drinks on a weekly basis and that uh, young people in the uk are the biggest consumer of energy drinks uh, in europe for their age gap so i think charlotte mentioned as well Uh, this is alarming for, for for the UK. I'm not sure why why there are. Uh, I can I think I can ask our next guest why uh, UK like yeah. there are so many other countries in the in the Euro, but why UK uh, is uh, UK youngsters consuming much more energy drinks um, I mean, as the rest of the Europe? Exactly. <laughs> why is it that? Mm. I mean, maybe so it's advertis- advertisement or something else. I'm not sure. So could be. it could be interesting to know what are the factors. Also, it could be because a lot of the a lot of youngsters over here in the UK they're influenced by a lot of American uh, mm. influencers or That's YouTubers or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, when something is quite big over there mm. in America, mm. then the youngsters here because there's no there's no language barrier, isn't right, it? Right, right. And yeah, people here they yeah. it could be it could be one of the reasons mm. maybe. But the the UK Food Stand uh, Standards Agency says that. Energy drinks are generally drinks that ha- that with high levels of caffeine, and they're usually marketed 
as giving a mental and physical boost by providing more energy than regular soft drinks. This is why it becomes more more detrimental because there's obviously a lot more caffeine in that. Now, caffeine levels in a can of energy drink can can vary between 80 milligrams, which is equivalent to two cans of cola or a mug of instant coffee, and 200 milligrams, which is equivalent to five cans of wow. cola. So one one can can have five. Is it equal to five cans? Of, of of cola. That's how much. That's how Pickles. much it is. Okay. So obviously you can imagine how how much more detrimental it is mm-hmm. to consume these energy drinks as well. Now, countless studies and our previous guests, both of them mentioned as well. That countless studies have proven that an excess that an excess of uh, of caffeine in children is harmful in more ways than one, and it can you know it can cause increase in anxiety as our previous guest mentioned as well. Heart rate can also be increased, blood pressure, um, acid reflux, sleep disturbances. Obviously, it can cause all of these things, insomnia as well. <laughs> In very high doses, it can even be toxic. So the thing is, is that what the problem is, is when this these sort of beverages, these energy drinks are being consumed more regularly, more frequently. Obviously, if you have one in a month or, you know, one or two sips in a month, that's not going to do you um, mm. as harm as if you have a whole can in a week. Right. So obviously, it, it, it's all about it's all about maintaining that b- and decreasing that amount as much as possible as well. So, not knowing, uh, not only do energy drinks contain potentially dangerous level of ca- caffeine, most of them contain a massive <laughs> amount of sugar too, uh, which we already know uh, is not a great for people of all ages. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially for 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 Asians. Um, the diabetes is one of the main main I would say problem uh, health problem which they faced uh, as they uh, grow older. Yeah. So definitely sugar is one of the uh, one of the things which you should be uh, should look um, and try to uh, try to have as much as you needed, not more than that. Exactly. Uh, according to NHS, uh, too much sugar is bad for children health, children's health as it can lead to the buildup of harmful fat on the, uh, on the inside that we cannot see. Uh, this fat uh, uh, can cause weight gain and serious uh, disease like type 2 uh, diabetes. Even children, yeah. you know, they, are, yeah. they have the diabetes as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed because usually diabetes is considered when you uh, have crossed the 40 yeah, uh, like middle age, middle age. Yeah. But um, you know, in children, that now nowadays children are also uh, becoming diabetic. So and then uh, heart diseases um, and some other cancers can yeah. lead. Uh, uh, if you have too much sugar, uh, that can lead to some cancers as well. Yeah, and obviously, if you have too much sugar, mm. that can also lead to you know tooth decay as well. You can mm. get cavities and all these things. And every ten minutes, a child in the, in, in England has a tooth removed in hospital. That's, you know, according to the statistic as well. Let's speak to our next guest who will tell us a little bit more in regards to in regards to this as well. We've got Barbara Crowther, who's on the line with us, who's Children's Food Campaign Manager at Sustain, who are a coalition of health, education and children's charities working to support children's rights to healthy food and protecting them from unhealthy advertising and also marketing as well. Very, very much important. Peace be upon you. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Hello, good afternoon. I'll just get, 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 uh, given a little brief inf- uh, information about uh, you and your organisation, but can you tell us a little bit more about uh, some of the work that you that you do and what you're involved in? 
Yes, so uh, we're a coalition of organisations that include people like the British Heart Foundation, Cancer mm. Research, but also um, organisations that work in schools, the Food Foundation, lots of local public health officials. So we create a big coalition who are all focused on trying to make sure food for children is healthy, affordable, appealing, and trying to stem that flow of unhealthy food um, that bombards us through advertising, marketing, price offers, and trying to shift that focus towards more healthy, more nutritious food. And that's because right now, about one in three children are leaving primary school with an unhealthy weight. As I heard you just discussing earlier, we've got children being hospitalized for tooth decay, and that's the number one reason that children are hospitalized today, and primary school children, mm. is for tooth decay and tooth extraction. And so what we're trying to do is say, look, we should be getting into the preventative work with children. I think people broadly know what's healthy and not healthy, but it's whether those healthy options are available to us, are affordable, whether school meals are healthy, whether enough children are getting them, or whether children are being excluded who ought to be entitled. Mm. So we do a lot of that campaigning. Yeah, yeah, some some good work that you are doing. Fuse, which is the Centre for Translational Research in Public Health and at Teesside University, they published a report uh, yeah. in regards to the you know these energy drinks, including new research and expert opinion as well. Can you, Barbara, tell us a little bit more about you know the findings of this? and uh, some of the work that you've done in regards to this. Yeah, so way back in 2018, the government started a consultation around the consumption of energy drinks. And there's two real reasons why they are not good for children. One is the high levels of sugar that some of them contain. Now, we've seen some of the sugar come down. Um, over the last few years um, because of pressure around high levels of sugar. But the other one is very high levels of caffeine. And the problems that they were causing is that they send children into um, kind of hyperactivity that is then often followed by um, physical slumps and tiredness. Mm. In school, that means that children can't concentrate, that it leads to behavioural problems, it leads to children then becoming too tired um, to take part in the lessons. Um, And then that was backed by a lot of research into those kind of physical effects of drinking energy drinks. So there was a big consultation, 93% of the public backed banning the sale of high caffeine energy drinks, so that's drinks with more than 150 milligrams of caffeine per Mm -hmm. litre, backing the sale of them to children under 16. And these are drinks, actually, if you look on the can, it's often in very small writing, but it does say not suitable for children or pregnant women. Mm -hmm. So basically what we're saying is these are drinks that say they're not suitable for children. A number of the big supermarkets had already said, we're going to stop selling them voluntarily to children, and we're going to age gate it at the till. But they were still available everywhere else, and especially in convenience stores. So the government ran this consultation, everybody backed it. Then the pandemic hit in 2020, nothing happened. We came out of the pandemic, or we came out of the lockdown part of it at least, Hmm. and still nothing has happened. So the research that FUSE have done is they've gone back and said, what is the evidence that has come out since we did that consultation? And what they've found 
is that the health impacts are even more wide-ranging than we uh-huh. thought even in the first place. So things like anxiety, depression, even suicidal thoughts, um, so lots of stress um, experienced by young people. So as well as all those things to do with things like heart palpitations and hyperactivity and slumps and um, sleep deprivation, it's all things like um, anxiety and depression and mental health issues are also a feature of people who consume too many high caffeine energy drinks. So we're saying there's even more evidence now. So we've written to both the health secretary and the Labour Party to say, what are you doing? You promised to ban these things. Nothing's happened. We're years on. And look, the evidence is even stronger than it ever was. Barbara, it's amazed me that you said more than 90% people said that they should be banned and uh, they should not be sold to the... Uh, children but still there's nothing there's no law yet uh, but um, yeah. um, why it is so important to to publish the effect of energy drinks uh, and raise awareness about this uh, we see in adver- advertisement everywhere uh, which somehow you know glorify these kind of energy yeah. drinks um, so there is not very less uh, uh, you know awareness you you mentioned that there is written that it's harmful for children but it's written very in tiny writings So, and they, they're meant to be very clearly yeah. labelled, and they're not very clearly labelled. And as you say, they're really strongly advertised, and the advertising that is done is very, very appealing to teenagers, mm-hmm. and especially teenagers who engage in things like street sports, ex- who like extreme sports, um, as well as um, games like football. So if you take mm-hmm. Prime Energy, Prime Energy has got a sponsorship deal with about six different... Uh, Premier League and leading European clubs. Mm. If you take Monster Energy, Monster Energy is funding um, BMX, snowboarding, extreme mm. uh, winter sports, um, um, skateboarding. So all of these brands are using influencers, social media influencers that appeal to teenagers and young people. So they're very strongly marketed towards um, children and young people. And we hear from teachers that they have problems when children are drinking these on the way to school instead of having breakfast for example that can then lead to kind of real issues in the day mm-hmm. and there was a child in a primary school that was hospitalized in um, Wales just last year and had to have their stomach pumped and was wow. having heart palpitations as a result of drinking energy drinks who should not have been sold that drink Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So obviously we know your opinion but just uh, for, for 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 you know just to take your opinion yeah. what is your opinion on banning energy drinks for children? So our opinion when the government consulted was we thought they should be banned for everybody up to 18. Hmm. Um young people themselves were kind of going oh by the time we're 17 or 18 we're kind of you know we're allowed to do other things so um we welcomed it when the government said they would ban it up to 16. Hmm. Um ideally we would say go up to 18 but I think going up to 16 would be a start. Yeah. Um and would be um uh, yeah I think it would be very very welcome and it would send more than anything a really really strong signal um that there are harms and negative side effects of drinking some of these drinks and they're not all sort of like glory sports drinks that they're made out to be by advertisers and social media influencers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Barbara, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your expertise with us uh, on the show as well. Peace be upon you and thank you so much once again. Thank you so much. Yeah.
That was uh, that was Barbara Crowther who shared her expertise with us and her thoughts as well when it comes to when it comes to energy drinks. And I think that's very very much important that if we if there is a law in place, uh, you know, we've said this throughout the show, mm-hmm. that if there is a proper law in place such as they have for 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 tobacco for cigarettes, such as the law they have for alcohol, for electronical cigarette e-cigarettes and all these vaping and all these things. Why, what's stopping them for having a law for, for this as well when mm-hmm. we know that this is so much just harmful, harmful as well for the children? She, she, she Why not? Yeah, she mentioned that 10 years old children, they have to wash uh, his stomach because they, he, he consume yeah. the energy drink. So uh, that's uh, that's basically alarming for for, uh, for generally for the public uh, and especially the parents. Parents should be, you know, should play a role more in it than they, they should uh they should keep an eye on mm. the, the diet of their children, and they should um, they should play a role and uh, basically put their own example. Do not do as yeah. the children because children are great mimic whatever the elders are doing. They just exactly. follow them. Exactly. So I think there is a um, there is a role for parents and as a as a in a, in a huge spectrum uh, for society as well to ban basically these drink. Uh, drinks for the children like you mentioned mm-hmm. that the holy prophet of islam the holy prophet muhammad peace and blessings of allah be upon him he said that every single person is a rich, is a shepherd and mm-hmm. is a guardian over mm-hmm. um whoever's you know subordinate to them so it's, it's important that all of us we look at our, our homes in the first place that we see that you know how we living our lives what sort of image are we giving for our family members for our children and obviously if we're giving a good example then we you know we can hope for the best as well, but if we're if we're also involved in these things, and uh, we don't take care of our diet, we don't take care of the things that we drink, we don't take care of our health, mm-hmm. we don't go out and keep physically active, and we smoke and we drink and do all of these things, then we can you know obviously if we doing these things, then our children are going to do these things as well, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, if, if I'm, a, I'm you know uh, as Islam, you know we on Vice of Islam we also present the view of Islamic point of view. In in one of the uh, saying of the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he said that your body is an imana, which means a gift yeah. from God, yeah. and take care of it. So as as a believer, um, it doesn't regardless if you believe or not, the, is the body, the health is a gift from God. Absolutely. If you don't going to take care of it, you're going to regret it. Hmm. So if from very young age, uh, parents, they should instill this kind of saying of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, in their children, that you should take care of your health. If you have a health, then you can enjoy everything in the world. If you hmm. don't have a health, then you can enjoy nothing. Um, so definitely, um, this health is a gift from God. We should try to uh, take care of it. And then after we can enjoy everything in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, also said that no man fills a vessel worth than, worse than his stomach. A few, a few mouthfuls that will suffice to keep his back upright and enough for a man. But if he has to eat, then he must eat one third of food, one third of drink and leave one third for easy breathing as well. This is you know, a very prominent saying of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, when it comes to how we should consume food and uh, and drink as well. Whenever we eat, make sure we're eating moderately. Definitely. Whenever we drink, we should drink with more, with you know moderate, moderate, moderately as well. And it's something which the you know which the Holy Prophet has told us that we need to understand how we need to live our lives in accordance to in accordance to the will of Allah the Almighty. If He is telling us to do something, that you eat and drink all the things which are lawful 
and which are permissible, which are wholesome for you, but don't exceed the limit. Don't go, don't go too much. Don't go too less. Just mm-hmm. keep the middle ground as well. So that's uh, coming towards the end of our show. We have to conclude this part of the show, and uh, hopefully, you know, we, you know, we try to shed some some light in regards to energy mm-hmm. drinks. Should they be banned? For you know, for children uh, or not, mm-hmm. you d- you know you decide after what you've heard. <laughs> on that you show. have the our our uh, callers and uh, you know specialists on this matter, mm. and you can decide. Um, uh, definitely, science has a prevailing uh, you know arguments that uh, th- this is very harmful for you. Absolutely, absolutely. So join us after the news, where we will come back and go into our next topic, which is about radio. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome back to the Drive Time Show here on the Voice of Islam Radio. In this part of the show, we are moving on to our next segment, our next topic, which is about the radio, how it powers and connects people as well. It's an, of, of course, it's an interactive show. You can get in touch with us uh, at uh, on zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. You can also tweet us at Voice of Islam UK or leave us any comments on our Instagram page, which is also Voice of Islam UK, where we had a poll for our previous uh, our previous topic in regards to the consumption of uh, of energy drinks. How often do you drink energy drinks? And uh, we gave the answers, or we gave the result of that poll that which we did in our previous uh, you know in the previous hour as well. But just to move on to this part of the show. Since its inception, radio has been a power, or you know, a, a powerful means, a powerful medium that transcends geographical bar- barriers, connecting people from all walks of life, hmm. and th- through its ability to sort of uh, to to represent and to give out information, to entertain, um, and and foster a sense of community. Radio has maintained a cornerstone of communication, even in st- even in today's digital world, and today's div- digital age as well, which is quite, which is quite interesting. Absolutely, which is quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, uh, um, when we have, you know, when one sees this in our hands, we have a phone and a tablet mm. and yeah. TV and you know, internet. When we uh, when we see that, you know. Uh, uh, there are far more, you know, advanced, uh, say, means of communication exactly. and uh, means of entertainment. But um, one thought that okay, how radio is still, you know, surviving. It sometimes amazes me that you know radio is still thriving in the world, especially yeah. uh, all around the world. Um, and uh, I think radio has played a special role, especially in the in in those areas w- which are underdeveloped, um, whether it's regards to education. Or uh, you know, just uh, news, or generally, uh, in uh, in basically transforming the point of view of the people. Um, not surprisingly, fourteen hundred years go back. The Holy Quran has prophesied about the new means of transport. Um, in chapter eighty-one, verse uh, eight, Allah the Almighty says, hmm. "And when various people are brought together." Now, on commenting this um, was uh, the second caliph of Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmood Ahmad. May Allah um, be pleased with, uh, with, with him. He said that the, the worst means when the means of transport and communication will become so developed 
and when intercourse between people living in far off lands will become so easy and frequent as to make them unite into one people hmm. so i think this is the miracle of the holy quran that 1400 years ago uh, it, pro- it, it prophesied that you know this is going to be happen the new means of uh, communication will be uh, will be in the world and people will become like a global village absolutely absolutely <coughs> it's, it's 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 quite uh, quite remarkable as well to to see that something which was one of the early technologies which we you know which came out that's still flourishing in uh, in, in this day and age as well isn't it? definitely it's, it's it's quite it's quite amazing like you mentioned we have on you know, the tip of our fingers we have mm. mobile phones mm. we can communicate videos pictures live pictures as well live mm-hmm. videos mm-hmm. to people you know across the world but still radio which you can't see people's vo- you know how people look like mm-hmm. you can just hear the voice mm-hmm. and that is still very a very, very powerful, powerful means yeah i mean communicating. Uh, yeah if if you look towards uh, you know uh, general the social media <coughs> and uh, other platforms like tiktok and nowadays the the podcast are yeah. very very yeah, yeah, famous yeah, yeah. and that's i think this is another form of radio because you know usually radio uh, you have a one to one conversation and you talk on the different topic and you transform the opinion of the people mm. uh, i think now radio has uh, has got another face uh, in the in the face of podcast uh, they're very famous nowadays everyone mm. is just making podcast nowadays so yeah. uh, i think definitely mm. this means of uh, communication will have a special place <coughs> in the hearts of the people uh, just to just to yeah. mention in 2011 the member um uh, the member united state of uh, educational uh, the member the member states of the united nation educational scientific and cultural organization unesco declared that 13 uh, february world will be a world radio day and uh, it was then adopted by the united nation general assembly in 2013 as a as an international event so today's mm. 13th february and it's a uh, worldwide radio day yeah so that's make this day special as well yeah absolutely mm. absolutely mm. now just to give a little bit um information in regards to the role of radio in uh, in connecting communities the the groundwork of radio communications was actually laid in the late 19th century um with the discovery of uh, electromagnetic waves by scientists and these sort of foundational discoveries paved the way for the development of wireless telegraphy and eventually radio broadcasting as well mm-hmm. that's sort of the you know the the initial stages and the phases of that as well now radio waves as a, a vi- as a vital source of news information and education particularly in remote or uh, underserved areas where all where other forms of media may not reach so you know like i mentioned in the beginning that there are some parts of uh, of 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 the world where they don't even have access to to electricity mm. they don't have al- access to to satellite dishes to TVs to internet in in that sense but what they do have access to is radios now with the radios they can listen to you know they can listen to people on those radio channels and that could be inf- informative that could be educational that could be a source of um entertainment as well So there's a lot of different things which radio yep. can benefit. Definitely I think this is a very important point and this is this is what makes radio special. 
hmm. because uh, I, I remember um, I, I'm, I was born in Pakistan and uh, you know um, I saw I was I, I, I lived near you know the, there was a huge farmer uh, farmer land and the, the fa- farmer used to work there and I saw in my childhood that you know farmer they carry their radio yeah. with them and they you know they're working there in their lands and you know sowing the seeds and they while doing their work they're listening the radio, listen to radio. and uh, um also if, for example in africa you know there are so remote areas where where there is no no means of communication yeah. no tv nothing no internet and just a radio yeah. and through radio um you know you can really transform the and educate the people about the health about news about everything mm. and uh, it plays a very crucial role in preaching islam as well for example mm. in uh, in africa we have lots of our uh, radio station there um which are preaching 24/7 the message of islam uh, for example we have mta radio radio mta in ghana and also um voice of truth in gambia mm. Mm. so um we have this um you know radio station which is uh, doing their job fantastically and preaching the message of Islam and it's mm. a very important role which really is playing. Oh, we're trying to here in the UK <laughs> trying to promote <laughs> the the message of Islam as well mm. the voice of Islam mm. and uh, you know in other in other countries as well such as uh, such as Canada they also have a voice of Islam. Okay. Uh, there as well which was set up before our before our one mm-hmm. here in the UK but uh, you know of course with the you know with the power of uh, of radio is something that is a means of communicating the message across uh, across the people as well and this was the vision of uh, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community as well because if we understand from one of his uh, couplets he also said that you know the in one of his urdu po- poems mm-hmm. that uh, the 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 sound is coming from this phonograph and to find allah the almighty not in terms of uh, these um you know not 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 by worldly means mm. but looking at these things and understanding that we can we can use these forms of technology in our own sense as well yeah. so where where he recorded his voice in the phonograph mm-hmm. you know he played it back also that was also a a form of it's unfortunate that we lost that audio mm. clip as well but still it's 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 it, it sort of gives us that courage it gives us that that uh, that means as well that we need to try our best to propagate the message of Islam by all of these different means. Mm. There were social media has gone from, you know, if you look at it from phonographs to radios to TVs to the internet to smartphones to all of these different social media outlets that we have as well. There's a lot of negative things on these social media outlets and on the internet and various TV channels and this and that. But if we can find our find means to propagate the message of islam the true message of islam to the people to the masses then that is you know the the purpose of you know we're using these things for our advantages as well isn't it definitely mm, i mean you mentioned the um, the verse in which promised messiah also mm. used radio um, as a means to spread the message of islam and I, just for the blessing i read the verse i really like that verse awaaz aa rahi hai phone aur aap se ڈھونڈو خدا کو دل سے فائن گاڈ آئی آلسو یوز یو نو دس مینس آف کمیونیکیشن 
mm. uh, to spread uh, the message of Islam, but make sure that you try to find the God with your heart, not with yeah. these kind of devices. But definitely, um, radio has played a huge role in spreading the message of Islam, Ahmadiyat and Islam. And uh, and as I mentioned in the beginning, that the, the Holy Quran also prophesies that in the later days, in, in this day and age, uh, God will, you know, will grant the means of communication uh, through which you can uh, communicate with the people uh, <coughs> so easily that you become a global village. Uh, so exactly. uh, we do have this kind of, uh, you know, uh, means of communication. Um, one speciality I think that radio has is that no matter what the situation is, some sometimes, you know, the flood came, hurricanes and world wars, you mm. know, but the only communication you will have is radio. All of other communication, they can you know go off. They can go but off. But the yeah. radio, uh, it has a speciality that it can far in the it can reach far in the in the rural areas, and also yeah. Yeah. it has this uh, speciality that in the times of difficulty, through radio station, you can really you know ha- uh, educate and uh, uh, teach people. This is very important quality of the radio. Now, radio broadcasts diverse programming, including music, talk shows, and cultural discussions, allowing people to share and celebrate their uh, cultural heritage. Um, I mean, definitely, um, uh, through other you know means of communication, you don't have that much diversity. Uh, for example, um, our radio station in uh, in in Africa, they are preaching 24/7 in several different languages mm. in in Swahili, in French, and in the local African languages and here as well. So definitely, uh, this radio has this edge as well um, that it's it has a vast type of uh, languages uh, mm. through which you can preach. It fosters understanding and uh, appreciation among different communities, promoting cultural exchange and harmony. In Islam, it is not enough for success to believe in God and worship Him. It would be just half of the test of one's faith. The other half test is how our relationship is with our uh, human beings. So Islam mm. has a two branch. One is the rights of God and one is the rights of uh, people. Mm. So uh, if we are just uh, discharging our duty to God Almighty and not discharging our duty towards our fellow human beings, then this is this is not the complete faith. So through using uh, these kind of uh, communication means, we should preach uh, the message of which we are right now doing, as uh, by the grace of Allah. Um, yeah. So this is uh, this, this is one of the speciality of the radio. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And when it comes to when it comes to radio as well, radio stations often serve as hubs for community uh, for community engagement, hosts uh, different events, fundraisers discussions on 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 local issues as well listeners can call in participate in you know did in debates in talks and voice their own opinions fostering a sense of you know belonging and empowerment within the community as well this is also what we are trying to promote here on the voice of islam as well if you want to contribute to the show the number to call in as always is 0208687-7878 and uh you know the the the, the holy quran as you mentioned, also talks about you know the advancements of uh, these different technologies, and how one will be able to communicate from one or one from one end to the other end as well. And despite the fact that there are so many miles, hundreds and thousands of miles in between, you will still be able to communicate. Hmm. And uh, you know that's you know c- c- come to that f- the fulfillment of that is coming is uh, is is already here. Hmm. 
Now, the Holy Quran also speaks about how brothers should be united as well mm-hmm. in Islam. As you, as you know, as you mentioned that there's two different things that we need to look into. One is to fulfill the rights of God, and the other is to fulfill the rights of mankind. Now, Allah the Almighty mentions in regards to this second part in chapter 49, verse 11, so make peace between brothers and fear Allah that mercy may be shown to you as well. So, you know, Allah the Almighty is telling us again and again mm-hmm. that we need to come together, look at what our common ground is, work together so we can form a peaceful, harmonious society. And obviously all these differences that we have, we can leave them to the side and focus on the things that bring us closer as well. Let's speak to our guest who is on the line with us, Mujib Mirza, who is a missionary of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Peace be upon you. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Just to begin with, how, how do you believe that radio uniquely connects people compared to other forms of media that we have in today's day and age? Well, for once, uh, the radio, when, when most of the time when we listen to radio, we're driving. And uh, um, in particular, when we do listen, it's usually when we're by ourselves and we are driving to work or coming back from work. And at that time, it's just us and the radio, if you think about it, or the cars on the road. Mm-hmm. So at that time, listening to radio does really help, you know, in terms of uh, giving us knowledge, information, whatnot. And how this uh, compares to other media platforms, I feel that when a person doesn't listen to radio, he's more focused, he is more tuned in, in terms of what he's picking up. Whereas when you're watching TV or when you're on your phone, mm. there's so many other things happening around you. You know, you may have, you may be having food, or you may be doing some other stuff as well, and trying to do um, be on your phone at the same time or watch TV. So, in particular, radio. More, well, the very conventional way of radio is in the car. And people are listening to it when they're driving to and back from home. So that, I think that's very unique about radio, and uh, and I and I strongly feel it has way more impact when it comes to passing that message hmm. or informing people of something than or any other me- medium. Absolutely, absolutely, very interesting point there. Now, with the rise of um, of podcasts and streaming services as well, do you think that traditional radio is going to involve? and include more of these podcasts and these streamings? Or do you think that you know that has its own role and this traditional radio has its own role? I think you're correct. It does have, they both have their own roles. Um, a lot of the podcasts are actually generated from the radio content. Hmm. So um, I would say that podcast is basically one of the streams that have come from a radio to be honest, many of the programs that uh, are produced on the radio get eventually converted into a podcast. So that is also um, the same thing in a way. Hmm. So, and I think they both have their own space. Some people like like listen to the podcast kind of discussions and whatnot, and some people like to listen to discussions, radio live discussions where people are calling in, people are talking about uh, contemporary issue, current affairs and whatnot. So both uh, services have their own pros and cons, and I don't think one will eradicate the other, mm. but rather they supplement each other. Interesting. Mm. Uh, Majib, um, do you find that young people are still uh, drawn to radio, or are they, you know, learning more towards leaning more towards digital platforms? Uh, I think uh, it's kind of um, 
people are young people are going to carry on listening to radio, especially as I said when you're driving. You may have your other platforms that you may use for podcasts, but eventually when you do get bored or you get tired, you want to listen to something different, something unique, something new, something unique. And for that, radio is the place to go. Um, and I think radio will stay. And uh, the way radio is involved, like from FM to AM, now it's on DAB, then it's DAB Plus, and it's becoming more and more accessible to people. I think it will grow and it will stay. And uh, even young people or other 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 group of people will always tune in um, have, if there is content which is attractive and which does uh, give them what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Um, you also work in Voice of Islam, uh, Madib. Um, what are the what is the what is the response? How was the response? Um, uh, we are here definitely preaching the message of Islam. Um, I'm sure um, we just wanted to hear the the uh, views of the people and feedbacks which you got over the years in terms of feedback we get a lot of uh, feedback from our listeners telling us they listen to this one particular show or whatever show they listen to and they found it very interesting we then get some generic feedback uh, there was somebody mm. just uh, uh, towards the end of last year wrote to us that this lady was uh, involved in a car accident and she had to spend a lot of time in the hospital and while she was in the hospital her father got her this radio and uh, that radio then became the source of her uh, enjoyment comfort and healing hmm. and what she was doing was she was listening to voice of islam and voice of islam was that hello to her which she needed every morning to get going um so it it has helped people heal it has helped people learn and it's there to um connect with people inform people and also it's uh, it's there to, for people to come together and collaborate so mm-hmm. that's where that's uh, that's the kind of uh, uh, work that happens feedback as i said we, we receive a lot of feedback in terms of the mission the mission is fairly forward as well the mission is very simple to inform the people of the world of the true teaching of islam that how it perfectly conforms with the needs of every era and every person and that's what we try to do with uh, Voice of Islam Radio. Some of the challenges that we faced is basically the COVID was a massive challenge for us. We had to go into remote working, remote presenting, which we've never done before. But uh, with with challenges came new ways of doing work, and that just only took us forward and further. And now most of the teams are actually working remotely, and they are working very comfortably, and our productivity rate has gone much higher than before. Right. Um we were discussing previously that you know yeah, radio has this unique um, feature that it it can reach to remote areas of of the world. And definitely in the world if we look around the loneliness is a, is a one of the biggest problem which we are facing. Uh, but I think radio it plays a very good role. Um one can you know listen um when feeling distress and it can gives really really hopeful thoughts and you know hopeful and meaning of life as as you as you mentioned that uh, the lady was hospitalized and she mentioned that you know she used to um, hear this specific program of voice of islam so definitely i think uh, you're doing very good work and uh, keep doing it sorry i i couldn't make out what you were saying yeah so it's is really bad and that's fine so i was i was mentioning that you know radio has this unique feature that it can reaches uh, to the people um, you know very remotely uh, around the world and uh, as you mentioned that you know that the lady was uh, hospitalized and she used to listen voice of islam and uh, that gives her the hope 
and obviously the loneliness is one of the you know uh, one of the one of the problem which we are facing in the world and radio have this unique feature that when you listen to it you feel that some some someone is you know uh, you, you have someone or you can you can call to the, the radio station and you know share your thoughts so definitely voice of islam had played a uh, huge role in spreading the message of islam and also giving the people hope and uh, i was saying at the end that um, please keep do- keep doing the good work you're doing maybe the line maybe the line has uh, has cut but still i think uh, your prayers mm. our prayers are with uh, uh, are with the station as well may allah the almighty increase that even even more so as well isn't it um Like I mentioned in the beginning, that was you know the, the vision of the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza, the Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, the Promised Messiah, upon whom be peace. And of course, the the fifth Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Masood Ahmed, may Allah be his helper, who is the you know the the Imam, the 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 Caliph of uh, uh, the current Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, when he when he made or when he initiated this. Uh, this radio station the voice of islam here in the uk and that was his mission as well isn't it so that we can propagate the message of islam the true message of islam uh, to the indigenous people to to the wider masses to the population and make sure and tell them that islam actually goes hand in hand with their daily lives as well isn't it definitely and that was uh, you know that was basically you know the the purpose of uh, of the voice of islam as well So it was a, it was a, it was a good it was good to have Mujib um, Mirza on the line with us who who spoke who spoke to us a little bit about that as well and when it comes to connectivity mm-hmm. when it comes to sort of engaging and actually listening in you're quite right because when when we look at when we watch TV it's mm-hmm. yes you are listening to the TV but you're more watching it as well isn't right, it right right you're more looking at the way that the way that uh, you know what was happening mm-hmm. what are people doing and uh, the the surroundings the background all of the the different lightings and all of these different things on top of that the things which are outside of the tv so you may be eating you may be doing something else you may be you know with your children or this and that you might even be reading a book or something else and you're still watching tv in the background so you're not mm. sometimes you're not watching tv properly and you so you're not listening to it mm. even if you're watching a documentary or something which is quite informative um it could be a religious channel as well a lot of the times you might not even be fully engrossed into that one but once when you're listening to the radio because the only way of communication is by listening and so when you're just listening you don't have you don't have something to look at you can you can you know you can drive you can still listen at the same time and uh, you know if even if it's just you alone uh, whether you, whether you're at home and the radio's on or whether you're driving your car and the radio's on you're more connected to the radio because there's only one form of communication it's not as if you're seeing something and you're watching something at the same time and you're hearing something at the same time so when it comes to connectivity i think this is a very powerful tool and uh, i think it will personally i do think it will continue uh, on as well definitely i mean um, as you mentioned that you know uh, radio um it has you are not distracted while uh, when you use other means of uh, communication you're distracted uh, another thing very good aspect of radio is that it has a various um various uh, discussion it has a topic of you know for example if you're listening radio um there are many radio and they're talking about some some talking about politics politics some yeah. 
business, some in your religion. Yeah. So you have a very, you know, very much uh, vast variety of programs to it's listen. Well. Yeah. And uh, and um, as I mentioned previously, that you know, world is facing loneliness, and you know. Uh, when someone in my personal experience as well when someone you know listens to the radio it really connects with the, with the with his his or her favorite program mm. and that gives his um, him or her uh, a a feeling of connection with that person yeah. and that's remove some some sort of you know that room some sort of loneliness which he yeah. is feeling or maybe he's in is in very low state and now he's listening to the radio now suddenly he's is he's hopeful so definitely i think this um this is a very powerful uh medium to to echo your uh, voice and uh, to spread uh, the message and educate people uh, as i mentioned uh, you know uh, radio it connects and enhances the feeling of belonging and uh, you know companionship especially for the for those who may feel isolated or lonely right and uh, it has the unique ability to transcend um, generational boundaries as we were talking to our previous guest that uh, it seems like you know the younger generation are not listening to radio but again uh, if you're driving you, you have to you know the, the, you're listening to the radio and now it's a new f- form of uh, radio which you can say podcast mm-hmm. uh, so definitely uh, the younger duration is also listening to the radio appealing to uh, listeners of all ages and uh, whether it's classic hits or uh, contemporary music radio brings together people from different age groups creating uh, shared experiences and memories yeah and you know this is something which is uh, like uh, you know like we like we like we've spoken about throughout the course of the show as well that mm. it was it was one of the first forms of communication such as when we talk about the the early world wars uh, which happened mm. radio was a very huge role it had a very huge role to play in in regards to the war you know getting the message across and also when it comes to different messages such as Morse code or various other codes as well if you want to give that across to to a different sort of nation or whatever or to your own people who which are somewhere else radio is a is a very strong platform and like you mentioned if all other things go offline such as there's no internet there's no connectivity there's no wifi there's no data but radio will still will still be there mm. because of the waves so, or because of the yeah. waves run so if you can have a tiny device in you, in your pocket and you yeah. can listen you can update <coughs> yourself so definitely in world war 2 to and one definitely radio was one of the biggest means of communication between the people and uh, i think this this makes the radio very special as compared to other means of yeah. uh, communication absolutely absolutely so we spoke to melissa melissa ahmadi who leads an engaging uh, podcast tailored for young girls within the ahmadi muslim community she's a mother of two and previously was a teacher of uh, of religious studies in, uh, in 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 school as well so let's listen to uh, her interview as well assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam it's an honor to have you today for the interview um i just want to give the listeners a bit of an an insight miss uh, amdi is a leading uh, leads a podcast engaging young girls within the community and uh, she's previously also been a teacher of religious studies so yes it's it's an honor to have you um thank how you are we today jazakallah i'm well thank you how are you jazakallah i'm all too so just let's get into it um 
What inspired the creation of the Nasra podcast and what goals or objectives does it aim to achieve? Um, so I think it was started a few years back. Um, I'm very new to the team, um, but it was previously led under somebody called Fozia, who did a really brilliant job at bringing the girls together and um, working on this remotely because the girls are from all over the UK. So it's really brilliant to hear all their different voices and, um, you know, get their views. And I think, to be honest, the idea behind it is a few things. Um, the girls themselves get a, get a chance to be involved in creating something from start to finish. I think that's really important that it's not just, you know, us hearing their voices, but it's also the ideas, mm. the planning that goes into it behind it. They're fully involved in that process. Um, and I think as well, because they are young girls themselves, they really know kind of what's relevant and what's um, useful to other young girls listening to it um, who would like to listen to basically uh, something that's relevant something that they you know can you know put their headphones in and know that you know other girls will be able to relate that's really important um, but I think for them on a personal level as well you know they have their own relationships with each other you know they've become friends through this podcast as well and it's been really nice to see those friendships grow and build um, and I think also, um, probably as a final point, uh, kind of them learning. Um, in Arabic, it's called dalim, which is basically like learning knowledge, but also for the purpose of sharing it as well, sharing it with others. And because obviously it's public as well, um, the general public can listen to it. So in that sense, it's a way of others to kind of learn about Islam and um, what young Muslim girls um, and young women are going through and their sort of challenges and and how they overcome those challenges so it's really nice actually it's a privilege for me to be able to work with them and how would you describe the objectives of connecting the young girls within the muslim community i think it comes down to the fact that we have our own auxiliary so um myself i'm part of the lajna imaila which is um for young women and women over the age of 15. Uh, but this podcast is specifically for Nasirat, which is the age group of 7 to 15-year-old girls. And um, the purpose of it is to kind of aid their spiritual and moral well-being, as well as their academic uh, well-being as well. And it's constantly driving them to have a purpose and like have a sense of community and friendship and sisterhood with one another. And I think the core message behind the community as a whole is love for all, hatred for none. And that really filters down. When you hear the girls speak, it's really nice because you can tell that they have their own relationships and, um, you know, off off the episode or off the podcast. And that really shines and that really comes across and it's really natural. And it's, it's just a, it's a privilege for me to be able to listen to them as well. And, and in terms of involving the young girls to collect ideas and feedback for the podcast, how is that done and uh, how does the teamwork enhance the connection between the podcast and its listeners yeah so i mentioned before you know we're really lucky that um the team is brilliant and mashallah mm. a lot of the girls have been on the team at least a few years and we do have some new members as well and it's really nice to see um you know those who have been doing it a little longer you know you can see their skills and how they're kind of showing the other girls um the ropes sort of thing and we do have our own planning process, so they're fully involved in the planning process and putting their ideas forward. So um, they come up with the ideas behind the episodes. So we hope to have one um, one episode or two episodes out every month. Um, and they're fully involved in that process of getting their ideas down and um, sharing their thoughts, basically, on whatever the topic might be. I think previous episodes we've had um, about education, about friendship, uh, mental health. So they're all really relevant especially for the young girls, especially at secondary school. Um, we 
try and keep it as topical as we can and um, also get guests in as well. Um, you know, we're going to be doing a, a recording in a couple of days on the topic of education and talking to another um, young girl from, uh, she lives in Glasgow, but she is Nigerian um, and getting her experiences of schooling abroad um, in Nigeria. So it's nice just to get the girls themselves to be involved um, and get them to ask the sorts of questions that they want from their guests too. Um, and that's kind of where the magic happens really. I think the girls, they're really articulate um, and they really demonstrate what Nasra is all about. And it's, it's, yeah, I keep saying it's a privilege because it is, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, I completely understand. Um, and can you discuss any challenges you've faced in producing the the Nasir podcast? Um, to be honest, the girls are brilliant. If anything, it's my own personal shortcomings. I'm very new. Um, I've only kind of done a couple of episodes with the girls so far. Um, and from like the technological side, you know, it makes me really value all the behind the scenes work at Voice of, Voice of Islam itself. Like I'm sure, mm. you know, there's, there's a whole team that goes behind not just, you know, the planning, but also the, the pre-production and, you know, making sure the audio is right, making sure everyone's got a microphone, making sure the internet connection's right, because we do all of our recording remotely. So that um, that has proved a little bit of a challenge in the sense that sometimes if my Wi-Fi dips, it means that the whole episode, we might have to re-record it. So it's, it's really only challenges on my part. The girls have been brilliant, though. They really have. They've risen to every sort of challenge, and they've been so patient with me as I've been learning. So, yeah, it's been really brilliant. Um, that's that's it from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, thank you very much, Zulakala. Um, we really appreciate your time, and I think it's been very insightful for the viewers as well that they can always, you know, gain knowledge and also try and connect to to these sort of new initiatives which are coming about with time. Yeah. And it just helps bring the new community together, uh, especially the younger girls, and helps connect better. Better. Um, well, thank you very much, uh, Melissa M D Saib, and um, well, I guess that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shana. So that was uh, Melissa Ahmadi, who leads an engaging podcast tailored for young girls within the Ahmadi Muslim community. And uh, she's a mother of two and previously a teacher of religious studies as well. Very interesting listening to, to her as well. Um, we've also got a, a brief audio clip of, uh, of His Holiness, the worldwide head of the Ahmadi Muslim community, the fifth caliph of the Promised Messiah, upon whom be peace, Hazrat Mirza. Masoor Ahmed may Allah be his helper, talking about the, the, the purpose, the purpose of the Voice of Islam radio. So I think it's very important that we listen to that one. And uh, as we're doing a show on, on, on radio, um, and of course this is the Voice of Islam radio, let's listen to what, his, what uh, the Caliph said in regards to the purpose of it. The purpose of the Voice of Islam is to inform people of the true teachings of Islam and to make it abundantly clear that Islam's teachings perfectly conform and relate to the needs of every era and every person. The Voice of Islam brings you a whole range of exciting programs each week, 24 hours a day. Tune into our current affairs programs such as Pathway to Peace and Faith in Focus. Welcome to another episode of Pathway to Peace. Welcome to Faith in Focus, an hour of discussion, debate and dialogue. Find out about faith in the current age with Science Hour and Around the Table. Welcome back to the Science Show here on The Voice of Islam. Welcome to another edition of Around the Table. Join us on Voice of Islam throughout the week 
for a wide range of programs for you to enjoy. to the Voice of Islam Radio. Writings of the Promised Messiah, alayhi I call to Allah to witness that the Holy Qur'an is a rare pearl. Its outside is light, and its inside is light, and its above is light, and its below is light. And there is light in every word of it. It is a spiritual garden, whose clustered fruits are within easy reach and through which streams flow. Every fruit of good fortune is found in it and every torch is lit from it. Its light has penetrated to my heart and I could not have acquired it by any other means. And Allah is my witness that if there had been no Qur'an, I would have found no delight in life. I find it that its beauty exceeds that of a hundred thousand Josephs. I incline towards it with a great inclination and drink it into my heart. It has nurtured me as an embryo is nurtured and it has a wonderful effect on my heart. Myself is lost in its beauty. It has been disclosed to me in a vision that the garden of holiness is irrigated by the water of the Holy Quran which is a surging ocean of the water of life. He who drinks from it comes to life. Indeed, he brings others to life. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon you. Welcome back to the Drive Time Show here on the Voice of Islam Radio. We're talking about uh, the radio and how it connects people from, uh, from all uh, places. It is a very powerful tool, which uh, you know, which has been invented, which will continue to to benefit the masses, the people, as well, especially when it comes to 
the the developing countries, as we mm. mentioned throughout the you know throughout the show and in the beginning of the show, especially that those people who don't don't have access to any other means of communication or entertainment or getting information in regards to in 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 the form of TV or or internet, radio is very is a very powerful tool, and uh, it's it's something which his uh, the you know the caliph of the Ahmadi Muslim community, the fifth caliph. Mirza Masood Ahmad may Allah be his helper in various Friday sermons and in other speeches as well the other addresses he has mentioned that a lot of people in the in these countries especially the African countries hmm. they have benefited from the true teachings of Islam just by listening to the radio and uh, they they have benefited uh, in such a way that before if they did not know anything or they were misinformed about a particular issue they were educated because of the radio because of the radio stations in in their particular countries and it's it's important that we we establish different radios and they are established but also in different languages because if we understand that in these african countries in the rural countries they have very different sort of dialects and different languages different colloquial languages as well various rural languages that they have to which are sort of confined to each tribe or in each particular place and when there is someone to tell them about educate them about the true teachings of Islam that is when they will understand that you know this is you know this is a radio station which is telling us that you know this is these are the teachings of Islam these are the actual teachings and if you have any questions if you have any concerns if you hear any allegations then please ask us this is the number to call please ask us and we will clarify all of your um, the misconceptions that you might might have the questions that you might have and people do that and then you know at the end they then they then they believe in the you know in the you know in the in the, in the words of the promised messiah upon whom be peace which is the founder of the ahmadiyya muslim community so i think it's very very much important that these radio stations are are that we have them in the first place but also that they're flourishing as well. Definitely. <clears throat> I think um, you talked about that through radio, uh, we are spreading the message of Islam, Ahmadiyyat. And if you, if you look that in order to spread the message of Islam, Ahmadiyyat, if physically you have to mm. go there, you have to build a mosque or mission house, you have to send missionary, yeah. you have to, you know, uh, you have to distribute the, the you know, the literature about Islam, Ahmadiyyat yeah. and others. Yes. But, if you have a radio, you don't need anything. You just, you know, you can speak and then people can listen and educate and decide themselves. Mm. So this is the very unique feature of radio. It connects people. Yeah, um, it it uh, It basically uh, educates people. And as you mentioned very rightly that uh, His Holiness Azam is a uh, Muslim, the fifth caliph of the Muslim community. Uh, when he gave these speeches on the annual convention of uh, of uh, UK, um, mm. which called Jalsa Salana, he mentions all of the, you know, all of the radio station and how through them the message of Islam, Muhammad is spreading all around the world. Yeah. And then, you know, people have, ex- you know, accepted Islam, Muhammad and the truth of the promised Messiah on peace, peace be upon him, uh, through just by listening the radio station and listening the 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 arguments and listening mm. the Holy Quran and how you know uh, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him is the true Imam Mahdi and Messiah. So definitely it has uh, connected people, radio has connected the people, it has educated people, 
and uh, definitely it has the everlasting impact on on people's life people's life i think it's it's important um that we mentioned this in the beginning as well mm. but just to reiterate as we we coming towards the end of our show mm. as well that all of the things that we see in 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 today's day and age um in you know in the 21st century that we're going through we see advancements in almost everywhere we see that the first cars that were you know when the cars were invented how they used to look like and how they look like now we look at even mobile phones um how they used to look like when they were introduced when they were being uh, made to 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 now when we have you know when we have smartphones which are literally sometimes they even more powerful than some 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 computers we have the advancements of all of these different uh, technologies we had uh, advancements in 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 the internet how fast the speed of the internet is as well how much storage we can you know we can keep in these phones the computers various different things also the tv adv- has advanced the, all of these technologies have had advanced so much but what's important is that how we how we utilize these things and they can be you know they can be utilized in a in a positive way in a good way but they can also be utilized in a negative way in a, in a bad way as well and his uh, you know the the, the caliph of the ahmed muslim, muslim community as mr masood ahmed alabiyah's helper who is the fifth caliph of the promised messiah always tells us to to be very very cautious to to make sure that we don't indulge in those bad things in social media on the internet various other things the programs and various other things which are easily accessible especially for youngsters that we don't indulge ourselves in that way but also we use these things for our own benefit where there's bad things happening on these things we can utilize this to our advantage we can use the good things we can upload good you know pictures good images good videos all the propagation that we're doing in regards to the ahmadiyya community we can promote that and maybe you know that can benefit someone else and that person can look into us and say you know these these people this community is doing a very good thing let's listen and let's uh, do some more research and then they can maybe get guidance in regards to that as well mm-hmm. which which has happened through radio channels tv channels social media outlets so it's about the way that we utilize all of these advancements as well. and radio is also one of them as well i think one feature which i really really much like about radio is there is very very you know uh, less distraction if you use other uh, other means of communication like you know youtube or social media or other you know f- phone and stuff you have lots of distraction and you can go you know uh, sometimes it happens to people that they are searching something and then ending up going on some other website which can be uh, harmful for their spiritual hmm. uh, spiritual being and but radio in radio it is not it cannot be happen you know yeah. so radio i think is very clean and very you know educative and very you know um a platform that really can uh, transform people opinion uh, educate people and i think this is a special feature of radio that it it cannot it didn't distract you and it 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 basically you stick to your goals so yeah. if you if you hear if, if for That's example true. is That's true. if for example you're listening um Uh, the program on science you will just listen to the program on science yeah. you not go anywhere else yeah. but uh, if you're on the phone you can go on, on the it's the easy, wrong it's, it's easy, easy so it is a very very beautiful feature of the of the radio um in in you know through radio as you mentioned 
uh, it can uh, you know to radio we can uh, transform or uh, you know it can um, we can broadcast Friday sermon uh, from uh, uh, Friday sermon of His Holiness um, uh, from the from the you know mosque and to the wider audience, especially in areas where Muslim may face challenges in attending congregational prayer. Uh, this practice promotes unity among believers and ensures the important uh, you know religious message reach all members of the community. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, with that, we must uh, conclude the show as well. But just before, just before we we, we conclude as well, the Nasra talks, which are the young girls of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, was also the official Nasra podcast on the Ahmadiyya. Ahmadiyya Muslim UK Nasrat uh, podcast and they can be found on SoundCloud also so they can go onto that as well but thank you to all of our guests who took time out and spoke to us the producers and researchers of course uh, Imran and the technical department until next time Asalaamu Alaikum <laughs>